This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. And now, your host. He prefers running outdoors versus a treadmill. He's my dad, Brandon Burton. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton. And it is my goal here on the podcast to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor for this episode is Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions. Is your chamber struggling to drive the revenue it needs to support your initiatives? It's a common problem, and one that our new title sponsor, Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions, knows a lot about. Doug and Bill Holman aren't just sales consultants, they're real-life chamber guys with 20-plus years of chamber leadership experience. They know how to diagnose and solve member recruiting issues faster and better than anyone else, and they're ready to put that knowledge to work for you and your chamber. Call the Holman Brothers today at 619-852-1391 or check them out at holmanbros.com. That's H-O-L-M-A-N-B-R-O-S dot com. Our guest for this episode is Jamie Henning from the Greeley Area Chamber of Commerce in Colorado. Jamie is the president and CEO of the Greeley Area Chamber of Commerce, uh, Visit Greeley, and the Greeley Area Chamber Foundation. She's been a leading voice on energy, infrastructure, and other issues important to the region. She's been in Greeley for just under two years, but has already made a big impact, bolstering the Greeley business community during the pandemic. The chamber led a public-private partnership, creating the Greeley Area Recovery Fundraising Funds to help businesses. It co-created a safe place to be five-star certification program with the city, created a business response task force and Common Grounds Virtual Chamber Coffee to connect businesses and elected officials. She's honored to represent Greeley helping steward a 100-year organization in its next chapter in championing business. Jamie is one of over 500 in the U.S. to earn the Distinguished CCE certification. She sits on and has served on boards, including the American Chamber of Commerce Executives and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, most recently the CCE Commission and Chair of the newly formed Events Division. Uh, Among her most proud accomplishments... She has helped to train hundreds of other chamber executives, help found and direct Lincoln's Young Professional Group that grew over 1,800 members, one of the largest in the country, while serving as a senior director overseeing brand campaigns, air shows, startup week, advocacy work, helping to found new initiatives, and a successful Guinness World Record attempt. Jamie is a native of Nebraska, a corn husker from Fairbury, a small farming community of 4,000 that's known for its red hot dogs sold in Memorial Stadium. She grew up on a farm where her grandfather owned a local gas station and elevator. Her mom was a business owner, and so was her dad who farmed. So she comes by it naturally. She earned her degree in corporate communications and public relations. Now, Jamie, I'm excited to have you with me today on Chamber Chat Podcast. Please take a moment to say hello to all the Chamber Champions and share something interesting about yourself so we can all get to know you a little bit better. 
Yeah, wonderful. Thanks so much. I'm so excited to be on. Um, we have such a, an incredible profession and we're really lucky. You know, leadership's a gift. Um, so it's been incredible to join the team here in Greeley, Colorado. Um, you know, from an interesting perspective, I've helped organize, co-organize several air shows. Um, and I'm a little nerdy about watching them fly around or traveling to them. Um, so this weekend in Loveland, Colorado is an air show with the Blue Angels. I've coordinated them before. I will be sitting out on the road, um, likely getting a view of their early runs that they're going to make. But um, I'm just passionate about the people that serve our country. And it was amazing to work with them. So um, air shows uh, have turned into a hobby, but they were something that started out professionally for me, really to drive interest in uh, our local Air National Guard base and its connectivity. It was one of our largest employers. So um, they were a lot of fun to run um, and great chance to connect with the community. So I'm excited to see one here in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't love a good air show? They're, they're fun. Absolutely. <laughs> they are. I love that connection too. bringing it back to the community and national guard. It, it's great to be able to, to have that perspective. Um, speaking of perspective, why don't you tell us a little bit about the, the Greeley area chambers to give us an idea on the, the size and staff and, and budget and so forth. So we can know where you're coming from before we dive into our discussion. Yeah, wonderful. Um, you know, Greeley, Colorado uh, was recently named in the last three weeks the fastest growing city um, in northern Colorado. So um, they're expecting by 2050 to nearly double the growth of the city, which is pretty exciting. So it gives us an incredible opportunity. Um, the community itself um, is uh, heavily based in a lot of heavy industry. So um, energy development, um, agriculture, it's the seventh largest ag producing county in the country. It is the largest oil and gas producing county in the country. Um, so, so many different um, large industries that drive here, but a lot of our membership at the chamber is still made up of small businesses predominantly, just like the rest of you listening today. Um, so in terms of Greeley, um, so much growth happening here. Northern Colorado is really special in that Loveland, Fort Collins and Greeley um, work on a lot of our work together. So there's truly this regional uh, tilt to the work we do. And when I came here, I put a poster above my desk just to remind myself, my team and others, collaboration over competition, um, that, you know, the new way, the old way might have been to compete, the new ways to work together. So we really have a lot of that going on in Northern Colorado, and I think it's how we'll win. So um, I'm so pleased to be here. And, um, you know, Greeley has, again, tremendous opportunity to uh, grow and evolve in the next couple of years here. That's awesome. So I'm out of curiosity, what is it that's fueling the growth there in Greeley? Well, you know, Colorado is a pretty amazing place to live. I have a lot of hometown uh, pride for Nebraska. I grew up there my whole life. Uh, but there's a lot of beauty here that can be accessed. So um, a lot of interested outdoors people uh, enjoy coming here. I can tell you on any given Saturday morning, you might find me driving up the Big Thompson Canyon to Rocky Mountain, and I can be there in 45 minutes to go for a hike on a Saturday morning. So that's pretty incredible. Even though Greeley's kind of here on the plains, um, that's actually what's kind of feeling the growth too, is there's just so much way, so much place to expand. Um, so Greeley's got a lot of land. Um, it's also been acquiring some pretty innovative water practice and water's gold where uh, there's a lot of people coming here and, and it's pretty tough to do development or more expensive. So um, Greeley's also the least expensive in Northern Colorado for ho housing prices. So a lot of that is just driving it and then interest in coming to this really beautiful state. So yeah. That's awesome. So as far as the chamber itself, um, what is 
staff size? What does that look like for you guys? Yeah. Well, we're growing too. Um, you know, during the recession uh, or, or during the, the recent COVID component and everything economically that came with it, we had to retract a little bit. Um, you know, our tourism operation specifically was probably the hardest hit industry in the country. So each tourism organization had to kind of pivot and figure that out. Um, but we're about five FTEs right now. We're hoping to grow to about seven. Um, we have a director of our tourism program. Um, I direct all activities at the chamber. And then we have a very foundation that you mentioned earlier. Um, we help 280 small businesses with rent with uh, about 600000 initially and eventually a million dollars that went through our foundation um, to help local business in the first 10 days after the pandemic started. So um, pretty uh, impressive group of people who just raised that locally and came around it. So I work with some um, pretty amazing leaders here who, who did that work. So yeah, there are about uh, seven FTEs, hopefully, as we grow here, five now. And then we're a mid-sized chamber. So, um, you know, we have uh, 700 investors here at the chamber um, and growing all the time. Um, you know, our penetration in the business community, so many people belong, but there's a lot of opportunity to grow. So we added someone who's doing a lot of business interaction and development for us. And that's been um, reaping rewards. So that's awesome. Well, I think that helps to paint the picture for us for sure, as far as where you're coming from as we get into our topic today, which um, from what I understand, you have a maybe a, an interesting background as you've gotten into the, the chamber industry and, and kind of moved up the ladder. So we've titled this episode, Transition Up the Ladder, uh, as you share your journey and, and what that's looked like, because I know a lot of people have gotten into the, the chamber industry by accident, they say. So we'll, we'll uh, learn more about your journey and dive into that as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat, Shop, Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. All right, Jamie, we are back. So as we talk about your transition up the ladder, um, your, your development and growth in the chamber industry, why don't you start at the beginning? Tell us, how did you get into chamber work in the first place? What was your happy accident? And uh, <laughs> we can kind of go from there. 
Yeah, I think about everyone who works in our industry ends up there in really interesting ways, you know, whether it's private business or otherwise. Um, in my case, uh, I went to college for communications and PR. And when I got out of college, I thought for sure I'd work in an advertising agency or I had all kinds of ideas about what I might do. Um, I ended up working at a state park and I've always had an outdoorsing interest. So I worked with a bunch of businesses out there coordinating events. And one day someone stopped me and kind of grabbed me by the arm and said, you know, you'd be great at a chamber of commerce. And I said, what's that? Um, and they said, well, there's one in Lincoln. You should go visit with them. So we had um, some time we had to take off mandatorily in the summer. Uh, and so during that month off, my first day, I was so bored. So I, I'm just like a go-getter and I couldn't stand it. So I called the chamber and uh, I continued to call the chamber. The next day when I called, I said, hey, can I talk to the president? And I told the front desk assistant, I'll just wait on the phone until you can have her pop on. And so <laughs> So uh, at first, I can only imagine her thoughts, like, who is this person yeah. demanding to talk to me? Uh, but we had a really great conversation. She's like, can you come in today? I said, in fact, I'm free. So I tried to grab, you know, my nicest looking anything I had in my closet at the time as a college student or right after college. Um, and went in to talk to her while I was, uh, we had a great conversation. I hadn't heard back. So I called again and I said, Hey, I'm going to my aunt's in Oregon. I'm going to leave you her phone number. This was all pre-cell phone. Days. Yeah. And I said, just in case you want to call me back about that job. <laughs> and I think really they offered because they said, if I could be, um, you know, that attentive to the follow-up that I could be with their investors. And, you know, you and I talked a little before the podcast today about um, connectivity to investors and it matters. The follow-up matters. So um, that was kind of how I found my way into the chamber industry. Um, so they, so yeah. maybe let's, let's stop there for just a second. Yeah. What, what was that driving force about the chamber that made you want to be a part of it so much? Honestly, I enjoyed those business owners I got to know um, in that hospitality job I was doing. I would coordinate their events and they would I would sit in the room and listen to them talk about how they were growing and doing innovative things. And I thought, wow, if I could be around them all the time, like I'm just a true creative at heart. I thought this would be really interesting. Like I'll grow in this yeah. if I'm around these people all the time. So it was a little bit that, honestly. And now I've had that opportunity for over 20 years. So. That's awesome. So I didn't mean to cut you off. What sounded like you had a, a kind of a next step that you're yeah, going no, to not after, at all. So, after you finally were offered the, the job, right? Yeah, they, they didn't have the job I wanted. I wanted to be the event <laughs> professional. And they said, we already have someone doing that. But if you want to be the president's assistant, you could do that. And I said, okay, I have no idea how to do that, but I'll do anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> so I started and uh, from there, I served in about every position you could serve in at that chamber. So um, I was the president's assistant. Toward the end, I was managing communications, investor relations, um, you know, you name it. I was probably, you know, how to touch with it. So what an incredible opportunity as a leader to learn everyone's role from the inside out. I think it has made me a much better leader from a perspective of how my people that work for me engage with our investors and what they might be feeling and needing. And so it's helped me in the job crafting because there's almost nothing I haven't gotten to, to touch a little bit. So, yeah, no, I can see how that would pay off for sure by just kind of not even just dabbling in, but you've you've like been immersed in all these different aspects of how a chamber operates and and what a great opportunity to start as the president's assistant. I'm sure they yeah. just created that position for you because of your tenacity and your your you know stick to itiveness and not wanting to 
take no for an answer or nothing for an answer, right? Well, ironically, the the woman that interviewed me was not the president. She was the executive vice president. The president was in Ireland. So she hired me sight unseen for him. Wow. <laughs> and, when he, and I said, when am I going to meet this person? And I said, you know, what's he like? What will be working with him? And her comment to me, I still remember, it was basically, hey, you know, I want to lead here for a long time. And if you just stick with me, let's, let's do this. I'll teach you everything I know. And I worked for that person for all 20 years, uh, who actually is just recently retiring from the industry. So um, yeah, it was, she meant what she said. (laughs) And and I followed up on that. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So as you've uh, now being the present CEO of a chamber, as you kind of reflect back on your, your time and your experiences developing in the chamber industry, are there moments that you look back on that you think, I'm glad that happened to me at that Mm -hmm. point, or you're able to, to make some correlations from the, the past to your current position? You know, no one is in this job, I don't think, who doesn't want to serve and give back. So, um, you know, this week, one of the team members I have, I elevated to go to Winter Institute. And, you know, the friends I made at Winter Institute are people I talk to weekly still. I do business with them. I consult with them. They are my personal board of directors and they're chamber presidents from all over the country and leaders. And so for me to be able to do that for my team, she just got a scholarship to go to Winter Institute. She's not even sure what I got her into. Um, but she trusts, I think that if I said it was the best thing I ever did, that'll be good for her. So, you know, the give back's a big deal, but the connections we make in this industry are what cement us to it. That, that's my feeling. I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. So absolutely. In fact, the, the next area I wanted to kind of cover was the uh, kind of the mentorship, if you will. I mean, not everybody that's in the chamber industry has had the same path as you did. Everybody's had their own type of accident to, to get into the chamber <laughs> world. But um, yours is definitely unique. But taking that perspective that you have, um, what could you maybe suggest for others in the industry already that they can do to help mentor and bring up the future of, of chambers? Yeah. So I think, you know, part of mentorship is just being a good team member. Um, When you talk about transitioning up the ladder, um, making sure your team knows they can count on you, being generous with your time and uh, ensuring they can come to you is a big deal. So I think from a mentorship perspective, being an accessible team member puts you in a position to lead and influence other people. And so I don't know how intentional I was about that. I was intentional about wanting to supervise people. Um, I thought that, you know, if you talked about any leader in the country, they'll tell you being a leader is about um, having followers, you know, having people who um, want to move the direction you're moving and embrace the ideas and the big vision you're casting. Um, Nothing can be more pertinent in what I'm doing right now. Um, And so just learning to work with people and then learning to um, help influence them in positive ways and help them grow. Um, I think that's all of our jobs, but it starts with being a good team member. Um, If you don't have any credibility and respect and trust, you really can't move from there. So that's right. And I can imagine as you've hired people and maybe seeing the potential in them as you hire them and, and hopefully, you know, you're, you're seeing them as somebody who will be around in the industry for a long time and not just a a fleeting, you know, a, a year thing, you know, just passing by or whatever, but to be able to really help grow them and develop them and give them 
you know, that experiences and maybe in different fields within the chamber to be able to, to help them move along. I, I mean, I'm, I'm making some assumptions here. I see your head nodding, but I think that's a, uh, that's what I would take from your experience at least. Well, I don't want to Pollyanna this moment in saying chambers don't have their challenges there. Um, you know, chambers of commerce are struggling with workforce the same way our industries are, right? And we're connected to every one of those industries. So there's a high propensity the people that you hire might want to jump out and in. And that happens all the time. So the best thing you can do is just grow into them, offer them opportunities, start to be innovative as a chamber and don't rely too much on the past. I mean, if COVID taught us anything, we can't be who we once were. We need to also innovate and show up. And so um, that's the best way to keep your best and brightest is to do that and listen a lot. So, and then act on those things. Yeah. Well, and we see it all the time where some of the best some of your best employees are the ones that get poached by some of your members. So <laughs> they see the good work that they do and, and they can usually pay them more. So that's, <laughs> that's where it comes down to. <laughs> so we're the consideration of benefits and perks, you know, chambers, the best thing I offer, I hear from my employees is flexibility. Um, you know, not every, you know, other business can offer that necessarily. So we just have to identify what are the things we excel at, right. And then do those right. So. That's right. Um, so I wanted to maybe pick your brain just a little bit and see what maybe tips or action items you would have for people that are listening that they could maybe implement in their organization to help lift them up to the next level. Yeah. One of the things my mentor said when I was listening to a class she was speaking to on the number one thing she looks for is confidence in someone. So I would say, you know, you don't want a lot of bravado. You want to retain your humility, but leadership requires a certain level of, hey, let's go this way. And so I think having a level of confidence and then saying yes to a lot of things, you know, when, um, Physicians would transition in our organization. I sought to be a global thinker, you know, not to just pay attention to the silo in front of me, or if I was the event coordinator, that's all I was going to pay attention to. I sought to really help others in the organization and learn. So I think truly that saying yes to more things, eventually you have to focus, right? You can't say yes to everything, but um, being open to that option and to learning and to being vulnerable enough to say, I don't know, but throw me in coach is pretty important. So I like that idea of, of being able to say yes to it. And maybe it's not necessarily saying yes, but it's like you said, being open to the possibility, exploring the possibility instead of just being siloed and shut down and nope, this is all I do. All I do is the marketing or all I do is, you know, re- membership and retention and, um, but being open to the idea to broaden your experience, um, because you're right. You can't say yes to everything because then you just get bogged down. You don't have the bandwidth and you become you know, no good to anyone if, when you say yes to everything. But entertain it. Be open minded and see what can what can be beneficial, not only for you with your personal development, but also in those who you serve. So I think that's a great piece of advice. I think as you're, you know, trying to remain your activity as a lifelong learner, um, in that you establish some credibility. And so, um, you know, I think if you can become the resident expert, people will look to you and you will inherently grow your leadership skill because working with people is what it's all about. (laughs) There is no more important piece to this than that. And so, um, you know, 
I'll honestly say I had to work a lot at my feedback loop. Sometimes that's tough. I'm kind of a perfectionist. And so I'd love nothing more than someone to come to me and say, oh, wow, great job. I wouldn't change a thing. That doesn't happen (laughs) when you work with investors. You're working with this huge idea pool of leaders who want to go all kinds of directions. So you have to really um, have to find ways to, to hone in on that. That's right. And those personal connections, I think, sometimes get overlooked and forgotten about in the digital age that we live in. Um, but it is so key. And I think there's a hybrid there, you know, the, mm-hmm. the digital, but the personal touch has to be there to build those relationships and that trust. Um, not everything can be done by a computer, although they're getting better at that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so as we look to the future of Chambers of Commerce, how do you see the future of Chambers and their purpose going forward? You know, it's interesting because I've heard people say the Chamber of Commerce is reinventing itself. And maybe I even said that earlier, you know, and in ways we are. But really, I think the message to your investorship, if you're the leader, needs to be that we're getting back to where we started. Um, You know, I had another visit with someone in the chamber industry Chris Mead, who actually wrote the book on chambers, uh, so to speak. And I was visiting with him and we were talking about our energy sector and the way it's evolving. And the truth is we're getting back to why we were created. Um, we were created as an industry, a community, a collective voice um, for business survival. I mean, what could be more poignant than the moment we just went through? Um, we helped businesses survive this, not close, have resources, have connectivity. So I think really we're starting to turn around the original genesis for why we were created. I think for smaller chambers, especially, sometimes we can get into the thought process that our ROI all comes from networking or events. And really, there is such a broader purpose to the chamber, um, you know, coalescing around important issues, making sure your local community knows who your candidates are who care about what we stand for. Um, so it's, it's an interesting time if you can frame it that way, I think. Yeah. And I think networking, it, it, it has its place for sure. I mean, we talked about the, the personal connection, but I'd like to, to give the example of the, I call it the yellow highlighter tool. Right. So if you if you were to print out your whole membership list and pull out the highlighter and start marking up your list of the members that engage with your chamber on a regular basis. And I think most chambers, if they were to do that, that percentage is going to be pretty small. It'd be if they're I mean, every chamber is different, but if if their primary focus is networking, um, that percentage that shows up for these networking events. And that's their primary way to engage with the chamber is going to be a very small percentage of their entire membership. So are you really serving all your members by just having this networking event available? Maybe. I mean, it's it's there, but is there things that you can do that really do serve the entire business community or 80% of them or, you know, a much higher percentage than the little bit that show up to the networking? So yeah. I think I think it, it's important to to stay relevant looking at that and, and realizing why, why you, you know, getting back to the basics. 
This is I can say started. as the person who's championed events my whole life. I mean, that is where I am the resident expert. That is what my old team thinks of me as. But I've had to grow into this leadership position. And maybe before where I highlighted networking as the only, now I am personally involved in the policy work. I love it. I mean, that is where so much good happens for your chamber. But I think a lot of small chambers also don't believe they can do that work. They absolutely can. I mean, we ran candidate forums last week where I simply had a conversation, asked three questions posed by my leadership to those candidates about why they're running. Any chamber president could run something like that, right? And the community appreciated it because they don't know everyone, you know? It it wasn't meant to lobby or advocate. It was truly meant as a get to know you. And in the long haul, chambers work with those folks every day. And that's how they get things done are these private public collaborations. So um, it's been an interesting perspective for me, for sure. And in the long run, when the majority of the people that you represent are small businesses or Mm -hmm. businesses, you know, the business community, it's important when there's elections coming up that it's good to have those candidate forums and to be able to hear their platforms, but you need to have some pro-business candidates, you know, let, Mm -hmm. let your members know which candidate is pro-business and is going to be able to help their business succeed and thrive. Um, So I I think that's an important thing that you hit on right there. And then on the networking side, just reinventing what you do. Um, It's not that we should get away from the things we do. We're still doing business after hours. I'm not sure many chambers, you know, are not, but we're expanding into morning, smaller collaborative events where maybe the COVID impact isn't as much and, and other things. So I just think we're forced to think about that change all the time and it's probably a healthy thing. So, yes, absolutely. Be flexible. Uh (laughs) Yeah, be flexible, but know your mission, your purpose. So absolutely. Well, Jamie, it's been fun having you with me on the podcast. I'd like to give you an opportunity to share any contact information for anybody who might want to reach out and get to know you better, connect with you about anything you had to share on the show today. What would be the best way for someone to reach out and connect? Yeah, absolutely. So feel free to email me, Jamie at the Greeley Chamber, just GreeleyChamber.com. You can reach me there. Um, Also, I'm on about every social media platform you can think of, um, Facebook, Insta, Twitter. Um, We also have a great YouTube channel. So if you're just looking for ideas and kind of how we're connecting to our investorship, there's a lot of video content content out there. Um, The Hello Greeley morning minutes we do in our newsletter to kind of our chamber coffee common ground. So a lot of ways you can dig in. I'm going to end today too by just saying if you're not watching Ted Lasso and you're a leader, you probably should be. Um, I know there are lovers and haters, but I love uh, this quote. Um, And essentially it was about um, teamwork. I think that you might be so sure you're one in a million that sometimes you forget that out there you're just one of 11. Um, You're nowhere without followers and your team and investors. So yeah, you might have the opportunity to lead and it's a gift, but wow, leadership lessons on Ted Lasso. I watch it religiously. You should too. That's right. Ted Lasso and Michael Scott, some of the best leaders. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, truly. Well, I appreciate it, Jamie. This is, like I said, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate you coming on, spending some time with me today on Chamber Chat podcast and hope we can stay connected as we as we go forward in the future. Thank you. So nice to meet you. If you are a chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. 
If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. Would you be interested in creating even more value from the processes that you're already doing on a daily basis? Swipe It has been one of my sponsors for Chamber Chat from the beginning. Swipe It provides credit card payment solutions that will save your chamber up to 40% on your processing fees. And Swipe It can integrate your credit card processing seamlessly into your existing membership software. Swipe It does not charge chambers to switch, and they will make switching simple. In addition to these savings, Swipe It has an affinity program for Chambers of Commerce, so you can earn more non-dues revenue to support your budget. Learn more about Swipe It by requesting your free cost savings analysis and become more profitable today by visiting chamberchatpodcast.com slash cc, as in credit card. Again, that's chamberchatpodcast.com slash cc, and you can join many other chambers as you begin swiping with Swipe It.